to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Calling all reactive dog owners. Y'all, I know that owning a reactive dog is daunting, it's overwhelming, it's stressful, but I want to give you tools. I want to make your life easier. So that is why I created Reactive Redefined. Reactive Redefined is an online course for reactive dog owners uh, so that you have the skills to improve your dog's reactivity and to make outings more enjoyable. So if you'd like to learn more about Reactive Redefined, head over to my website, agfdogtraining.com, Um, Click Reactive Redefined to learn more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. So for those of you who don't already know, I have a online coaching program for reactive dog owners called Reactive Redefined, and I am with one of my lovely students today. Um, So Raylan, thank you for taking the time to share with my listeners about your experience inside of Reactive Redefined. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. So, um, of course it always starts with the dog. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about, um, about Zoe. You can tell us her breed, um, how long you've had her, you rescued her, and then we'll kind of, we'll bridge into her reactivity. Yeah. So Zoe is a 60 pound chocolate lab mix. Uh, she's a mutt. Um, we rescued her about two years ago. We were looking for a friend for our dog Sarge, who is this perfect angel boxer. He's the best dog ever. Um, and so that's kind of the reason we adopted her. And we're, we got really lucky that they got along really well. We are very, we had a, quite a learning curve with Zoe. So <laughs> we're really lucky to have her. Nice. Okay. So, um, so did you know any backstory on Zoe before she came to you? So all we knew, all that was on her card was that she wasn't good with cats. And we were like, all right, that's fine. We don't have cats. My mom's allergic. So we're good. And her name was Hennessy. And so we changed that name. <laughs> but that was it. And that was her story. Nice. Okay. So what, how old was she when you adopted her? So she was about one year. We don't know her exact birthday. Um, but that's what they were guessing just on her teeth. And so, yeah. Okay. So, um, after you adopted her, when did you know about her reactivity prior to adopting her? So no. So when we did our meet and greet with her at the shelter, um, she was terrified of us, but she was not barking or lunging. Like the reactivity that we've seen now, she was, um, you know, very cowering and staying close to the shelter uh, employee that was showing us her but um, we still fell in love with her and we still adopted her, of course. But um, it wasn't until our first walk in the neighborhood. And I was, I was 15 when we adopted her. So I was like at an age where I wanted to take on pretty much all of the responsibility for her. I was really excited to have you know, my own dog. And so I, of course, was the one walking her and I'm like about a hundred pounds, five foot. So I'm very small yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she is pulling me and she's barking and lunging at every moving thing, living thing. And I'm like, what is happening? This is insane. 
because Sarge, we've, we've never experienced that with any of the dogs we've had, and we've had um, just one more family dog. So I was just like blown away. I was like, what is happening? It was crazy to me. Yeah. Okay. So after that first walk and dude, seriously, like even just a 60 pound dog, like that is a lot to hang on to when they are like losing it. So uh, kudos to, to you and your strength for like holding her back anyways. So after that first reactive episode, what were you thinking? Were you like, okay, we need to do training. How does this even work? Yeah. So it's kind of sad the way things kind of went with our first year with her. Um, We did use, end up using a prong collar on her. And I think mostly we had gotten it for Sarge before because Sarge was actually going to be in training for a service dog. And so this guy told us, oh, this will help improve your communication, blah, 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 doesn't hurt. And, you know, looking back on it now, it just shows the power of knowledge because I didn't know anything about dog training, you know, and uh, you could say, you know, I was pretty young, but, you know, I was at an age where, you know, you can, you can say, you know, right from wrong, but um, just that I didn't know anything else. I just knew what this guy was telling me. So, you know, it must be true, right? So, of course, here we go, and she's on this prong collar, six-foot lead, and she's still pulling like crazy, still barking and lunging. Nothing is helping. So, and then there's one day where I just, you know, decided this was not going to work for us. Um, she was barking and lunging at the neighbor dogs, fighting, you know, coming at their fence. And they were still pretty good distance away. And they're like this group of small little dogs, <laughs> feisty little dogs. But of course, she's just having, you know, a big reaction. And she actually stops and yelps out in pain. And that was the first time that, you know, I realized this is hurting her. And this is not gonna work um so we threw that out we don't use that ever anymore I don't even want to look at it but we didn't find uh you know R plus um in clicker training right away and I was still using you know leash jerks and you know alpha rolls and I was watching Caesar Malone on tv so just all this really bad you know non-scientific stuff coming into my brain thinking I'm doing the best thing I can for her but like looking back at it now I wish I could restart our first year together because you know I probably made it worse her reactivity in the first place so yeah and I think Raylan I and I know that you know it's hard right to feel like you did something wrong by her but I think that it we're all on a journey right and like you you didn't know you sought help unfortunately that person didn't give you great help um but I think that you know, I think that a lot of people listening can relate to this, right? Because, you know, a lot of people adopt dogs and they're not dog trainers. They don't have a ton of experience with a lot of dogs, right? And I think that, you know, especially the size of you being so petite and Zoe being so big and strong, like, I think that for a, a lot of times that just is the natural progression, right? Like, oh, we must use a prong collar, right? And, and I think that it's okay because all of that led you to here, right? And, and now you guys are on, on such a beautiful journey. So I want to talk about um, where you guys were at training-wise before you started Reactive Redefined. Yeah, so, um, so I, I kind of talk about like last summer is kind of when I found 
clicker training and I, it's funny because I found it through horses. I'm a horse lover. I was working in a barn and um, one of the workers there, she was a former zookeeper. So of course she knows a lot about clicker training and she recommended me uh, the book, Don't Shoot the Dog. And that was just, you know, mind blowing to me. I'm like- By Karen Pryor. She's like yes, a pioneer in the field for those of you listening. Yes. And, um, you know, it was just like, wow, this is like everything that, you know, lines up with my beliefs. And like, it just felt like I found what I was looking for. It felt like I was finally like home, like kind of thing, kind of feeling. It was just like, wow, I can't believe this is like, this is possible to do this. Like I, when we were at our worst, um, basically we had a fenced in yard and I was relying on that. So we had, she didn't get any outdoor experience except for that yard. And I would work up the courage like once every three months to try and take her on a walk in the neighborhood. And it was, you know, of course, just a shit show. <laughs> it was crazy. And then we wait another three months till, she, you know, and of course, at this point, you know, she's like so overstimulated because she never gets to go anywhere. And of course, that's going to make the reactions more, uh, you know, crazy and just hard to handle. And so it was just this combination of you know prong collar me yelling her pulling her barking and it was just horrible you know it feels horrible and um, you know I don't like what I'm doing to my dog but at the time I felt a lot of judgment you know even though nobody like said to me oh your dog is horrible uh, you know nobody said that to me at all but you know I could just I felt like she was just this horrible dog that you can't behave like this and you know I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that, you know, my dog barking is not illegal. <laughs> like, she can bark. You know, it's not the worst thing to ever happen. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing, but now it's like, it's not so much, okay, what are people going to think? It's like, I don't want her to go into that extreme emotional state because that's just not good for her. So that was really big uh, learning lesson for us. But so then... In January, we started going on decompression walks, um, and I, so I started finding, you know, dog trainers and uh, dog parents using clicker training and positive reinforcement, all these people on Instagram that share so much free information. I'm learning so much. Like, before I even found these uh, accounts, I didn't even know what a reactive dog was. I didn't know that was what she was, and I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is what is happening. So... So yeah, so we started decompression walks and mainly our go-to was to just avoid her triggers, which her triggers are mainly dogs, stranger dogs. She does fine with our dog. She doesn't bark at him. But, um, and then strangers, she has, she has different reactions to strangers versus dogs. Dogs, she, can, she seems more excited and frustrated. And then people, I think it's more of a fear thing and she can act more aggressively. So our main, um, Thing was just to avoid them as much as we could and so when you opened up your course in March I think it was March mm -hmm. or April and I was just like okay we, we need to do this because right now um, I have the time I'm a full-time online student and I don't know what's gonna happen in the future and I have the time now so we need to work on this and I'm really thankful that you opened this course because at the start um, of April she would she would react to dogs like 50 plus feet away and i couldn't get her to disengage it was just like 
in those crazy like moments where we suddenly see a dog or a person, you know, it's just like dragging and she's looking and it's just still a crazy, not good feeling. You know, my heart drops to my stomach when I see her triggers. So I know we, I knew we needed to try to do something. So that was kind of where we were at in April. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, you know, it's, I'm a huge believer in the universe making the timing exactly what it needs to be. Right. <laughs> and I really feel like the universe connected us in a, in perfect timing. Um, so when you, you enrolled for the course, I want to just talk about like how, uh, the course content right? Like how the training exercises for you and for her, like, can you just tell my listeners a little bit about like the value you got from that? Yeah. So the training videos were so quick and easy to watch and very easy to digest and everything was just like, okay, yeah, this is really easy. We can do that. Um, and a lot of the main behavior or yeah, I guess behaviors that were in the, in the training, uh, I guess helpful behaviors to have um, were like, okay, I know that we need to do this for, you know, when we see a person coming on the trail, we can go up and move out of the way. And just having those on cue instead of me having to drag her out of the situation is just a lot helpful. So everything was just really quick. Like I got through everything like in the first day and I was like, all right, we got this. Like, I'm so excited to start working on these. Yes. So, and for those of you listening, I was very intentional in the length of the course content. So it's really pretty short and sweet, right? The training videos aren't super long. The written explanations are pretty short. And that was very intentional because I really feel like as a reactive dog owner, you already have enough on your plate, right? Like I didn't want to give you a whole freaking novel or like a 20 minute video that you needed to watch and feel daunted by, right? So I, I really tried and, you know, huge shout out to my team for this too, that we did a really good job. I felt like of diluting it down to the essentials of what you needed to know so that you could do the training exercises without me. Yeah. 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 We started training, you know, day one, um, before we even started our group calls or initial call, um, cause it was just right there. It was just so easy to start. And by then, you know, most of us had kind of an experience with clicker training. So it was just a really nice transition into, you know, doing the actual calls and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the course content for those of you listening is broken down into skills for the dog and then skills for the handler. So Raylene, I just want to kind of hear, um, what you thought about the skills for you versus just what you needed to do for Zoe. Yeah. So I really feel that, um, it was mainly me that had the most, you know, the most, I was the most I needed to change because when we saw a dog, you know, I was super tense. My voice became really negative. Um, and you know, I was just really worried. And of course that translates to her. So I think, you know, working on those skills of, you know, practicing, not caring about what people think, not, you know, trying not to be so up in their space, just letting them experience um, you know, get to their safe distance and just let them, you know, just let them watch and do what they need to do to feel comfortable because, you know, it's got to be horrible when you're scared or, you know, excited or frustrated and there's just someone dragging you and constantly nagging you, even though, you know, we have these cool treats and everything, but 
of course, you know, that's not as exciting at the moment when there's some new person or dog. So just getting to that point where I could just let go of like some of my control that I was still having, you know, I was just so afraid of, to let her just be herself. And I think that was main, like, like the, one of the main things that helped us improve the most. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, not to put the, put you on the spot here, but I wanted to celebrate you because I feel like over the course of the group calls, you really have come into your own and being able to handle some of those shitty situations that happen. Um, so for those of you listening, right, if you have a reactive dog, you know, like the pit of your stomach feeling when you see an off, off leash dog charging you it's freaking hard. It really is. And I got to commend you, right? Because I, you know, I remember the last call, you're like, I was really proud of myself. I told the person to get the dog on the leash, right? Like, and, and that is a hard skill set. And I feel like, you know, you are wise beyond your years, my friend, but I feel like, especially as like a petite younger female, I feel like it's especially challenging to like, tell someone to put their dog back on a leash, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm so proud of you because I feel like you really have stepped up to be who Zoe needs you to be in those moments. And that is, oh my God, like there's, there's, there's so much beauty in that, right? And how you get a launch on that and just, you know, grow even more in your life. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for saying that. And I would say, yeah, <laughs> one of the greatest, you know, things that I can take away from having this course and having everybody to talk to, I think, you know, I was really excited that you had the option with the group because I felt like that was the main thing I needed was I just felt really alone because, you know, none of the other dogs were reactive when we saw them. And I was just like, oh, this really sucks because my dog is like, it's just crazy and everybody else is fine. But yeah, definitely the confidence to finally become the advocate for her. You know, I have, you know, social anxiety. I don't like to talk to people at all, <laughs> but you know, she needs me to do that. You know, there was one time, I think right before the class or the, our call started, we had a moment where her long line got twisted around a tree, which, you know, usually no big deal. But then a dog came walking by and I wasn't prepared. And I just kind of, I didn't stop to say, can you wait a second? Let me get our like stuff together and we can get out of here. I just kind of let it happen. The dog goes by and she has this crazy intense reaction. And, you know, just that kind of moment, and like, why wasn't I there for her, you know? And it's just, there's no reason to feel the need that, um, you know, you can't just ask someone to just, hey, my dog's not friendly, you know, she's not um, good with other dogs, can you just give us a second? And, you know, most of the people that, you know, we've had, have been really nice, despite the couple off-leash dogs that, you know, don't put their dogs back on the leash after they charge us, which, you know, you know, we just try to avoid them now. It's not worth putting her in that position where, you know, she has to deal with that kind of thing. But um, mostly, you know, we had one guy ask us, um, his dog was on a leash and he was like, is she friendly? I'm like, no, thank you so much for asking though. And it's just, you know, a little stuff like that. And yeah, definitely becoming that advocate that she needed. Yes. And I think that, you know, something that has come up in the group calls a lot, right, for those of you listening, is the fact that, you know, most other dog owners, if you can be polite and communicate, they actually are really good at listening. 
you yeah. know? And I think that as a reactive dog owner, it's hard because we're so worried about like worst case scenarios, right? Like an off-leash dog charging. And, and I think we have to be to a degree, right? To protect our dogs. But I think that it, it's been really empowering to be a part of the conversations in the group calls where people are like, someone was actually nice and respectful, you know? And like, <laughs> being able to kind of shift the conversation there instead of having to just constantly be frustrated with people when maybe the communication could be there and it could be so much better. Yeah. And, you know, I used to think, you know, I would get so frustrated when we see other dogs and other people, you know, you can't, you can't get frustrated. Nobody knows, you know, what you're going through. And, um, you know, I would get so bad. I'm like, oh, they're ruining our walk. Like, why do they have to be here? You know, and just, you know, having that negative um, thoughts towards her triggers. It's just, you know, not healthy. And so, you know, now I'm just like, all right, it's fine. When we see a dog, I know what to do. We can get um, to her safe distance and start practicing our exercises. And I, you know, now I'm like excited when we see the other dogs. I'm like, all right, let's do this. We got this. And, um, you know, like I said, her initial threshold distance was like 50 feet plus. And now we can be like 15, 20 feet away from dogs. And I'm really excited to see where we'll be in, you know, even just at the, another few months. Yes, right. Um, okay, so um, was there anything else you wanted to, to share about, like, what you liked about the group calls? Okay, yeah, I loved the group. That was so amazing to have everybody to, you know, just share our wins and our challenges. A lot of us had, you know, the same challenges, like hard struggles. And it was just so nice to see everybody's, you know, having all these successes and just being able to share with the people that understand was just really nice. Yes. Oh my God. The group calls were the best. I love them so much. Um, okay. So um, I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but if, if, if you want to just kind of um, say it again. So in the, the three months timeline of Reactive Redefined, um, can you tell my listener, listeners a little bit more about some of the measurable progress you guys have made as a team? Yeah. So um, so yeah, so in the April area, um, you know, she wasn't able to disengage from dogs, you know, on her own, even if they were like 50, 100 feet away. And I really struggled with that because, um, you know, I had that sense that I needed to get her to not have a reaction. So I was constantly on her. And so now we're at a point where I can get her to her distance, which is usually, you know, like we start around maybe 30 feet and I can just let her when she notices you know that's fine and then we just start practicing look at that and um and, and then sometimes I just let her do whatever and just um click and treat for when she disengages and so that's been really helpful for us yes. and just that's huge progress right like yeah. closing that gap of distance mm -hmm. yeah definitely and her reactivity strangers has gone down like immensely we actually went through a move during our course and we moved to a really dog friendly area. There's lots of more dogs than, we're, than we were used to seeing. Um, and I was really happy that I had, you know, this group to back me up because I was really nervous. We had, we were going to a bunch of new different parks and I didn't know what to expect. And there was this one park that we went to that was up on this hill. There were a bunch of different trails and she was passing people like within five feet. It was amazing. And she was right at my side. And that was probably one of the, you know, coolest things ever because I never thought we would even get to this point um, where we're doing regular, you know, daily walks. 
it's just really awesome. Yes. And, and I just want to circle back to something you, you said earlier, right? That you, when you see dogs now, you're excited because you yeah. know what to do. Yeah. yeah, definitely. If they're on leash, um, off leash dogs, I still get nervous, obviously, for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, so on leash dog, and we see them and, you know, I don't, I never used to like freeze, but my whole mindset has just changed from running away to okay, let's go this way, let's get some space. And then, you know, I just say, I've kind of introduced the cue watch and I just let her know, you know, something's in the area. And then I just wait for her to, you know, find it on her own. And then we just start clicking treating and she does like really great. And we can see up to like 10 or even more dogs. And she's just, you know, we're just going right through them. She's doing great. So amazing. So really quickly, Raylan, just because I think that it's, it's slightly relevant. Can you just tell everybody where you guys are located? Yeah, so we are in Bradenton, Florida now. We moved from Orlando and uh, we're like 10 minutes from the beach. You know, there's lots of dog friendly parks. And actually the park that we go to now uh, has a dog park in it. So that's another added you know, we see a lot of dogs through there too, and we can practice look at that with them too. And it's really cool to see her progress. That's so cool, right? And like, that's that's a lot of criteria that you all have the skills to just kick ass at right now. Yeah, yeah. So beautiful, so beautiful. Okay, so Raylan, if my listeners want to connect with you, follow along on Zoe's training journey, where can they find you? Yeah, so we have an Instagram account. Um, it's clicker underscore critters. Um, I have chickens too that I'm working on introducing uh, clicker training with. Um, and I also work with Sarge, our boxer. Um, so yeah, you can follow us there. Yes, I love watching your decompression walks every morning. And like, okay, seriously, one more kudos. You are a badass <laughs> at managing that long leash. So if you need <laughs> some long leash tips, you should definitely message Raylan because she's yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like it's something you really have to do to learn, like yourself. Um, definitely, lots of tripping. I mean, I've fallen on my face many times <laughs> from her pulling. You know, I'm like, I am not letting go of this leg. So of course I go tumbling, but um, we're at a point now. That was one thing that we struggled with a lot that has been helpful too, is just her getting her to not pull so much on the leash. Yeah. Online has helped immensely. Um, so yeah. So good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for trusting me to be a part of your training journey. It's seriously been a total honor and I'm so excited to uh, continue to cheerlead you guys on the Instagram. Yeah, thank you for creating this course. And I've just had, you know, really awesome progress with her. And I'm really thankful for that. Yes. Oh my God. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at A Good Feeling Dog Training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.